to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, Shatara. What we calling this episode? We are calling this episode Tangle with Tina Snow. All right. Those that, that know, that know, that know. <laughs> that know Tina that Snow know. is, they know that, they know, they know. All know right. Me. All right. Well, all right. what are we starting with? We're starting with the Ratchet Minute. Okay, let's just get right to it. So all the talk is about August Alsina and his diss song, or should I just say his um, R&B romantic song with Rick Ross. Uh, responding to this whole, you know, comment at the red table, which Jada Pinkett used the term uh, entanglement, as we all know, to describe their relationship. And she described her relationship in front of her husband. Okay, how fly is that, mofos? So August said, I got a good idea. I'm going to take that title. And we knew this was coming too, right? We knew this was coming. So now this is a single, all right? So he has now coming out. This is just a separate single that he just came up with. And he is telling all of the business. Business. Mm-hmm. All of the business. Rick Ross has a dope verse. And I mean, it's just being caught up in entanglement. <laughs> and I'm like, entangled. He's talking about, you know, being tangled in the sheets. That's that's the whole theory. Like being entangled is being tangled in the sheets. And, you know, there's no label for their relationship. It is what a TI is, as Bernie would say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll come blow your back out when you need it. I don't have, uh, you know, the keys to the house, but I got keys to your hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We don't got no label for this, but you know where I can fit it. You know where I can put it. We talk all types of slick young kid shit, you know. And I'm just like, this mofo right here, if he don't dab on it one more time. <laughs> This is such a twenty-four-year-old. This is a this is a millennial shit right here because he's just telling it. But it's then he has so funny though to me. We watch Tupac, and then we get it in. Like what? How rude! <laughs> but but Rick Ross provides some balance. <laughs> Rick Ross was like, uh, I, I'll, I'll take it from here. <laughs> he said wait rick ross said i'm caught up in the matrix and i doubt if i'm gonna get out of it <laughs> and, and you know what i hear i hear usher in the background you got it you got it bad <laughs> that's what I, that's all i hear <sighs> august got it bad I, jada got some of that ooh wee because all over the place all up and down and you talk about it road about it and he was just like how you know he got death threats and you know coming out with this relationship and you know really has him stressed out in his life and blah 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 and it's like of all the girls you could have dealt with you know of all the mrs parkers miss parker mm-hmm. he this, got with miss jada pinkett smith you know this ain't so. it he is not the dexter i remember from what's the movie with um oh back in the day and actually it was on the other night and i watched it again um, when she went to Jamaica, remember? You talking about um, Stella got a group back? Yes, how Stella got a group. Oh, 
Well, that guy ended up being gay and got his passport, honey. And was no, like, you know, which one are you? Okay, you talking about the real? No, I'm talking about the movie with um. The movie was based on a true story, though. <laughs> All right, we all all over the place. I'm well, just saying well, well, he's not well, well. he's not playing it like I mean, look, there's probably gonna be a remix that's gonna come out of this too. You know, we're gonna have Entangle the remix and Entanglement 2.0, like Usher. Didn't Usher do that? Confessions 2.0. Yeah, my mm-hmm. confessions. There should be like a um song that and should same be- thing with Usher. Wasn't Usher messing with Chili, an older woman? Same thing. Oh yeah. Uh, little boys can't handle it. Yeah. Stay away from these little boys. There should be um a song called uh side piece shut up side piece <laughs> shut up. It should be like UGK. It should be real <laughs> trap old school trap music. <laughs> shut your ass up. Shut your ass up. Side piece shut up. Side piece shut up. Shut your ass up. Oh, shut your ass up. Oh. I like that. Where you get that from? That was actually I just, I just made it up. That was just straight off the top. You think they'll give me a record deal? All gas. Give me a call, August. <laughs> oh man, that was pretty good. Happy, shut up. You can call me October. You be August, I'll be October. Ready? Sing your part. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. All right, all right. Mm-hmm, so, and keeping with the ratchet, although this is starting to not be ratchet, and it's really starting to be serious, but. The ratchet started this past weekend when we heard that Megan Thee Stallion and was in the car with Tory Lanez, who is, I guess that's her boyfriend. She's dating him. Um, but she was shot after coming from a party in the hills from um, Kylie. Was it Kylie's house? Kylie Jenner. Them damn Dashians, yep. Them damn Dashians. So, <laughs> um, so Megan the Savage, who was 25, confirmed that she had had to undergo like emergency surgery on her foot after she left the party in the Hollywood Hills. So what she's saying is that she, this is a quote that she says, she said, I suffer gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me. So after she said this, her homegirl who was in the car with her at the time that this altercation happened in the Hollywood Hills, Kelsey Nicole, she posts on her social media saying, look, I just pretty much, I just want to clear the record. I didn't shot. I didn't, I didn't shot my friend. I didn't shoot my best friend. Um, I wasn't the one with the gun and I would have never done anything like that. So, you know, post went up, you know, IG is post went up, post comes down. So then after that, um, Megan, she said, you know, I was never arrested. The police drove me to the hospital. That's where I underwent surgery to remove bullets. This is getting so crazy. Um, then her producer, Lil Drew made the beat. He posts on Twitter, basically a post, which came down real quick, but it's, it sounds like it was, uh, targeted at Tory Lanez and it says Tory Lanez count your fucking days. Um, he said, that it's basically all this story. Supposedly, Tory Lanez was defending Megan Thee Stallion, but it sounds like that's not the truth. Um, so, and of course, all the posts that all the posts came down. So, this is really getting crazy. Even the police, um, what they're saying is that this is a case of a man physically harming and abusing a woman. That was mm-hmm. the report. Um, and then she tweets, Megan then tweets, she says, black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own, end quote. Um, which if you just read between the lines and the lines are 
so big. Um, she's obviously talking about Tory Lanez here. Um, and because she has not named him and not come forth and said, he's the one who shot me yet. The only, it was only three people there. And the other girl, um, her home girl said it wasn't me. Well, who does that leave? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Messing with them damn Jenners. I, how, now I how you tied us back to Jenners? And, but I don't know, but well, they were partying at Kylie's, weren't they? It was yeah, at Kylie's? down yeah. the street. Um, no, this is, this is a oh, gun that Tory Lanez had. I'm really, yeah. and he was arrested. So he was arrested. Um, Tory Lanez, whose real name is Daystar Peterson. Okay. Um, was arrested on weapons charges, and I believe he posted bail. So, and also it says that Tory Lanez was with Megan the Stallion at the time that he posted bail. So, this is just, this is, this is, this is crazy. This is, what you think? How, how, so they were dealing with each other. Obviously, things got heated, and he shot her. I don't know how. I Okay, just real talk, because Megan is like 5'10", and Tory Lanez is all of 5'3", maybe, 5'4". I, I don't know. You know I'm a hider, so I'm just like, well, I don't... Girl, we gotta look over his head when you're talking they, to him. I mean, now... Yeah, what's all that about? Is it worth you not being able to twerk, though? I mean... <laughs> how do you ask? I'm just, what do I think? I think she's not going Why can't... Well, is she going to still be able to twerk? How's this going to work out? She got uh, the bullets removed and she's okay. I, yeah, she said she got the book, right? I don't know. I, she said she got the bullets removed. Um, but is is this is this Negro shooting? Right. Is he shoot? Can you imagine if they get back together and like he's like, remember that time I shot you? He do have a song I like. It's called My Shooters. You know anyway. What? <laughs> <laughs> and, they, they, uh, and their song is not Entangle. It's called The Knot. So, you know, this is so, you know, really prayers up to Megan. I don't know what the whole story is. She knows she was there, um, but I think she's protecting him, honestly. Heck no. I mean, let's just say it was like a true accident. Let's just say, you know, it was an accident. Either way, like, why are we partying in Hollywood Hills and you got a gun and you're shooting? I don't. So, like I said, it all sounds crazy. Sounds like a whole bunch of stories. Either way, the more money, more problems. Because mm-hmm. you, you got to be kidding me, really. Um, so I hope she hope she's uh hope she's recovering and she's well. Because I don't like to hear about you know stuff like this. This is this is bad. But in other ratchet news, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you have heard about Kanye in South Carolina, and he is running his mouth at this rally, and he is tearful and he's crying, <laughs> and it is Not just funny. a hot mess. Listen here, he is out there with his GI Joe vest on. That said security across the front and he's damn near having a a stand-up comedy special, you know, going on and on about, you know, he remembers being addicted to Percocet. Uh, He had the nerve to say that Harriet Tubman did not free the slaves. She just sent them to work for other slave owners. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was like. Wait, what? Um, let's sit here he got into this big crying about my dad wasn't there for me (laughs) and people are just clapping for him and it's just looking real stupid um one young lady got up and cut him off many times this white girl he invites her on stage gives her a hug black girl does the same thing mind you she's correcting him on all his historical facts he shuts her down berates her and it's just so embarrassing like damn kanye kanye's on some other shit i don't know where he's at he's beyond the sunken place 
Um, he's talking about making marijuana free. He's talking about um, how he almost killed West when he's talking about abortion. He wants I to get hurt. That was the craziest. Kill my daughter. And he's, I mean, people are clapping for him like he's preaching. Then he says he has a million dollars he wants to give to parents, you know, so they don't have to get abortions. I'm like, well, where were you when I needed you, Kanye? Because I could have used that million dollars. <laughs> if you want me to be real, that would have helped a lot. But I had to come up with my little $300, $500 quick. Okay. So, you know, thank goodness for pro-choices. I wish I was in a day and age where Kanye is making me think twice. You've got to be kidding me. So, you know, Kanye is out of control with his Make America Great Again. Mm-hmm. All the I way. Will, He's all the way done. Mm-hmm. He, he was crying. I, it was too much for me. Like, he was crying. He was... Mm. I stubbed my toe. I heard that part. We started. Uh, mm-hmm. The crazy mm-hmm. rant about... I, I guess... He's talking about his... I didn't... He was talking about his girlfriend, but I think he was talking about Kim. Mm-hmm. Being pregnant. Was was that who he was talking when he said my girlfriend? Yeah, he, yeah, he was talking about like her being pregnant and I guess the whole abortion thing, and that's how he that's how we segued into that. He was all over the place. I'm just telling you now, there was really no order to where he was going. So he made me feel confident that I can run for president. You too, run for president. <laughs> you too can have. No, I mean, <laughs> I, this is I, and I and I say this all the time, like. I, there are things about Kanye that I like. I mean, you know, we, you know, his music has defined a, a lot of the era, but some of this, like that, the video, I had to cut it off. Like, man, I cannot, I can't mm-hmm. sit here through this, this rant. I remember seeing him mm-hmm. at a concert. I've, and I think we've seen him before. We, we, yes. we, we went to one concert. I thought that was good. Was time. That one? What was good it? Time. It, was, it was good, right? Yeah, we were in Atlantic City. Yeah. And it was, it was the height of, of the hype of Kanye. Did I say that right? It was the height of the hype. Yeah, of I think Kanye. it was during my Twisted Dark Fantasy or something. So, you know, it was pretty, oh. it was a good show, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I saw him a couple years after that in DC, and that was the scariest mess mm. I've ever been to. If I had a pay, if I, I th- did I pay for the t- I don't think I paid for the tickets, which is why I went. And he must have just been off his meds and um, he was overweight. He had on a um a trench coat and some uh remember the forty five belows the forty below Timberland boots the ones that come all the way up to your knee he had those on and he had on a bedazzled black black diamond bedazzled face mask and for about forty five minutes he 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 starfished himself in the middle on the middle of the stage laid out you know legs out with the microphone and for forty five minutes. I don't know who he was mad at, what reporter done him wrong, well, who said what, but he was, he went on his rant. So in the middle of the show, he just cut it off and just laid out on the on the stage and what? with his big fat belly and no shirt <laughs> on and a trench coat and some boots and was, was, it was the, it was so sad. And people were like, I'm like, I don't, is this the part of the show? Like what? What are, what are we doing here? It, it was just obviously that was you know that was that was messy Kanye. That was wow, I don't understand that. Which was so sad because I know you know when we all went to see him that time, like wow, what a great show! Like Kanye's a genius. This right here, I was like Kanye's a madman, not in a good way though. No, not in a good way. And and when I and can I just can I segue into the woke moment on this when you say that? Absolutely. <laughs> let's let's okay. do it because that's what what are we 
you know, and first of all, let's just prayers up to Tamar Braxton. Um, we heard that the Grammy Award nominee and reality TV show star. And, you know, I, I have a thing for Tamar. Um, she is her own woman, at least what I can see. And, um, you know, so many things about her, but she allegedly attempted suicide trying to take her own life earlier this week. Mm -hmm. So a 911 call was placed from the Ritz Carlton residence in LA. Um, and then EMTs arrived and, uh, she was there with her boyfriend, um, David, and David is the one who reported that she may have overdosed on pills and alcohol. Um, and a family spokesperson came forward and said that, quote unquote, Tamar has had a very tough and emotional uh, time, day, and more information will be coming out. So um, it's obvious that something all is not well in in the queendom. Would you agree? Yes. And, and you know, and now I'm... Um, it's so it's it's hard to talk about. I have so much because you know we just are off the heels of Jazz Waters, um, who was a writer on This Is Us, yes. who um, killed herself last month. Right. Um, and this to me is just to bring up a topic about anxiety, the the anxiety disorders, especially among us, especially among Black women. So I, you know, I was reading that anxiety disorder is the most common mental health disorder in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, but that there's so much data that shows that black women specifically, we suffer from a very chronic, um, anxiety and our, our symptoms are way more intense than white people, white women, white, white men, even black men across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, and it had me really thinking, you know, what, where's all that come from? And I mean, you and I know, you know, you're my sister, we've grown up together. We know you know, we've seen the different women in our black women in our lives, you know, go through different things as well as ourselves right. and the effect that that has has on us. Um, you think about it this way. Black women, you know, we, we basically have three roles in society. Either we are the strong black woman. You know, she's so strong. She can't stop. She takes every, care of everybody but herself. Right. And then in the end. You know, what's happening is her mental and her physical capacities just break down, you know, whether that is it manifests itself in a cancer, a disease or something, because we are we are told to be that that strong black woman. If we're not the strong black woman, we the angry black woman, you know, where basically our you know, we're expressing outwardly all the things that are happening on the inside that we don't know how to cope with. Mm -hmm. Um, so if we're not strong and we're not angry, then we are the highly sexualized, like the video vixen, you know, those are the three faces of black women in society. Right. Um, and no one really talks about, you know, the impact that that has on us, you know, whether we are, and also whether we are, you know, a lot of us are, we are working in the corporate world, you know, whether we, we're, we're getting our degrees, we're getting our advanced degrees, um, you know, but we are taught and this and I can attest to this myself and I'm sure that you can. We are taught we have to be 10 times better, 10 times smarter. We have to work harder than everybody around us simply because we are black women. Mm -hmm. Would you? I, I mean, I, I remember this in every every facet of my education, every facet of my life mm -hmm. in order to, and you know, there are times when you're just, you're not seen, you know, as the black woman, you can, there are ways you can kind of, uh, fade into the black background 
which you you know you don't want to do, especially if you're trying to get ahead. There's so many things that we have to do. You know, we wear the mask, so we have to push. We have to do all this. But what happens to us while you know while this is happening? You know, what happens to us? Our psyche. You know, PTSD is a real thing. Three point five. We have a three point five higher percentage than any other group of sexual assault, which is crazy to me. You know, PTSD, we can get that from racism. We see it. You, you, I mean, there's so many things that we, that we, that we swallow that we have to, you know, pretend like it's not happening or, you know, if things are happening to us, how, how can we effectively voice that? So I am, you know, I, what do you think about all of this? Cause that just hearing about Tamar knowing, you know, from the outside, looking in, it seems like, you know, everybody has this perfect life or, mm-hmm. or seemingly perfect, like, especially when you're in the spotlight and you don't really know what's going on behind that. And because we are, we are made to, um, you know, carry these role, these societal roles that have been put on us, you know, these categories and we're boxed in, it's very hard to get around that. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. It's very hard. And, and, you know, just looking at these roles that you're talking about, specifically our ability to bite our tongue when it comes to biting your tongue in the workplace, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you don't want we to all know about like, it, mm-hmm. you know, you want to come off like you have an attitude, you know, um, speaking up for yourself, whether it be your salary, whether it be just, you know, injustice, unfair, whatever it is, you know, our ability to bite our tongue is really, um, you know, bottling up feelings. And that is also associated with anxiety, and, you know, the trick, I mean, it goes on and on from there. And, and it's so messed up because it's like, we look at each other and it's like, mm-hmm, you too. Like we just have that common, it's like, a, it's common with our nature, you know, being black. It's just, it's just something that's common. So right. I think sometimes, um, you know, we, we have to really reach out and help one another because, because we are naturally dealing with so much, like you said, just being black, there's a level of PTSD that we have just living every day today, you know? Um, how can we, how can we sincerely help one another without tearing each other down? Right. And and that is like pretty much key. And that's why it's like, you know, I have to stop and say like, okay, I'm, you know, we're going on about Kanye and I'm cracking jokes even with that. But, you know, on the bigger scale, I have to look at his mental health and, you know, I work in the field and and I, and I see it and I know, and I'm, and I'm looking, I'm like, you know, I got to remember, you know, people didn't see it when Kanye was grabbing the microphone uh, from Taylor Swift at a show, you know, Beyonce should have won. We laughed and we was rooting for him. But in reality, it's like, whoa, what was that? You know, we were rooting for him when he grabbed the microphone and said, Bush don't care about black people. Right. Oh, okay, you know, we with him. But some of those little things were just that was considered, you know, manic. And then lo and behold, Kanye in 2016, I think it was um, in Los Angeles. He was hospitalized. He was involuntarily hospitalized on a psychiatric hold. OK, meaning he didn't want to be there. Okay. And, um, he was diagnosed with bipolar. And for those of you who don't know, um, you know, it's, you have, uh, episodes. So you're, it's, it was formerly known as a manic depressive, but now it's just, it's flat out bipolar. So there's periods of depression, um, abnormally elevated mood. So he has his highs and his lows. And I think we're seeing that, um, that the whole rally to me, that that's a manic episode. He goes from crying, then he's laughing. I mean, it's an episode. So, I would say, you know, just as, you know, Tamar, we, those prayers need to go out because there's a negative energy that they are, um, that 
that they've been holding for so long. And like you said, you look like you have a perfect life. Let me tell you something. Money's nice to have, but if you don't have peace of mind, money is nothing. <laughs> okay. And that's yeah, what as we see. Mm-hmm. Kanye has Kanye, you know, he's shouting out his money and whatever. I don't care about your make America great. I don't really care about your opinion, but guess what? His peace of mind is, is most relevant and it's not there. You know, he's, he's not well, he's not well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And this, yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we really got, and this is why I, I firmly believe in sister circles. You know, we, we, especially for black women, you know, to really be in, in places where we're not tearing each other down, you know, because that, that is something that's ingrained within us too. Mm-hmm. Um, but to really embrace what is indigenous to us, it's an indigenous form of healing, which is those sister circles, you know, taking, taking pride and taking our sisters up on, you know, because our friendships, when we do have them, they run very deep and it it is a healthy form, I believe of therapy for us when those sister circles are healthy. So, you know, because we do have, you know, those social networks and, you know, we are really devoted to one another when we're on that, when we're all on that same that that same energy you, you understand mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah it's such a beautiful thing because we are already known to be very resilient you know black women look come on like we we already know that about us but there's a side to us you know outside of that resiliency where we need to have a network amongst ourselves to build each other up and to to maintain each other and to check in with each other because you know we we carry so much weight and you know, to be called either you, you too strong or you too angry, or you just out here shaking your ass. That's, that's, those are the, those are the categories for us. And we're so much more than that. Mm-hmm. We are so much more than that. Right. And you're right. Our mental health is, it's so important. Your peace of mind is so important. And, you know, I always, I, what I always say is I will kill, I will cause violence to maintain my peace of mind. That's how important it is to me. So, Anything that threatens my peace of mind, you're you're threatening me, my life, and I and 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 I can't I can't have that. So, whew, you know, this is it's a tough one. I am praying. I know we are praying for Tamar, you know, to pull through this. Um, there's a lot of rumors circulating, you know, and and different things that she has said on social media, and you know, social media is a double edged sword too. It could be a gift and a curse. Yes. Um, Yes. And, and, and so you have to be able to health relate to it in a healthy way. You know, I know even for us, we do this, we do this podcast, we do the TV show, you know, and it's, it's, uh, on a small scale, but also making sure that we're not compromising, you know, who we are and our, and our health aspect. Cause this look, I mean, social media is, could be one of the dirtiest worlds out there. Right. Look, look at how we, you know, we, we talking about, other people in their life, you know, you got, you know, Megan Stalin, uh, you got uh, August Alcina, like we're, we're laughing at these things, but these are these people's personal lives, if you really look at it. So, you know, if you look at them, you know, how do they handle, you know, the scrutiny that comes with their level of fame, you know, just like that. And some people just think fame is, you know, everybody sees you and there's just so much money. But in reality, it's how do you juggle all that? You know, how do you just like, just like how do we juggle, you know, just everyday life? Because we have the power in our hand every single day to look at what everybody else is doing, you know? Right. And if you take a Tamar Braxton, I- I'm going to let you know, just like her, I always felt like I can relate to her to some extent because she has sisters. 
just beautiful sisters. Yes. This is what I do. And I used to just, you know, and I love how, you know, they're outspoken. Everybody has different personalities. And my friends used to compare which one was like which. And you're like this and that. And it was, I, I always mm-hmm. love the Braxton's. You know, we watch them. We love them. We love their mother. And, you know, yep. so we know about them and then I know she has a son and I know she got divorced and I know she was on, you know, the talk show and then she left and whatever the case may be, I'm thinking of all this love this woman has. Forget right. the mother, thinking of all this love she has. And I thought, oh, she has a son, you know, but what, what does that tell you? You know, you can feel broken inside and have everything around you look so together. Yeah. So, you know, just being able to really check on people you love because sometimes, you know, it's the strongest people that need a hand is the strongest exactly. mm-hmm. that needs your heart. Yeah. Always like check on your strong friends. Cause yes. Yeah. Yeah. Please. So look, if you, anybody out there, if you or someone, you know, is suicidal, please contact a mental health professional, or you can call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. All right. Okay. Well, let's um, shake this off a little bit. We, we, Put the public service announcement out there. But now, mm. we got to talk about some weekend D. You got it going on. I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Handle it like a real bitch. Have the hunter. Janet Jack me. All right. Hope that makes everyone happy. What we got entangled in tonight? Oh, ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so this is a good one. This is come one, come all. This is juicy. This is juicy like a strawberry starburst. Okay, this is from one of our uh, <laughs> our avid listeners. This had me laughing and crying at the same time. Ladies, my friendship is conflicting with my flirtation. I'm trying to stick to the hashtag girl code with my homegirl, my rider, but I really want to fuck her ex from two years ago that she dated for about nine months. He's (laughs) down. He's down, of course, but she has no idea. What should I do? Okay. Sean. Mm. Don't ask me. Don't. So I got questions. I I, I got questions, homegirl. Like, you talking about your ride or die, but why are you trying to fuck her ex? I I, I just think that okay. I don't like, I don't like it. So, uh, I, so I, it's, I, I mean, either way, if this is your home, it sounds like like this is your homegirl, this is your sister. Don't you want to be like ill? I don't. I don't want to touch mm-hmm. the ex. He's he's used up. You she already used them, and I'm sure. She's heard all, you know, homegirls have, you know, how we talk. So I'm sure she's got the business and, you know, no, I don't know if it's out of curiosity. She wants to test this out, run, you know, try this out. Or is there some jealousy? I'm just going to say it because what's, what's that all about? And he's with it. How, you know, he's with it. Y'all had a conversation. Like he's been hitting up on you. Mm-hmm. Why did why did her and the and why did they break up in the first place? Why did her friend, her homegirl, her rider break up with the dude in the first place? And they dated for nine months. And I mean, you know, in dog years, that's a long time. So they they had somewhat of a relationship. So why? I don't understand. I, I'm just I really don't understand that. I don't. Mm-mm. No. So I, I mean, because I've had homegirls, and you know, like they may have dated somebody, like oh girl, he look good, like oh you know, but. I don't want to test it out. 
I'm just saying he looks good. Mm-mm. You already, I've already, I know, you know, if me and you are homegirls, like, I already know how big his dick is. I already know how he's in bed and, you know, what get on your nerves. I know everything about him. So I really, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Okay. And what would that do, you know, because either you're going to talk to your homegirl about you want to do this. Maybe, you know, maybe y'all, y'all is with the shits. I don't know. But if you have to do this behind her back, then that's not your homegirl. And you are not, you're not her rider. You ain't shit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to wait my turn. And I just slipped out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, I, I, you know, because this. The, many of friendships and you know be, for stuff like this like why and i realized that her friend and the guy are no longer together mm-hmm. he's two he's from two years ago mm-hmm. but it's still kind of fresh mm-hmm. i just and i'm and i'm look i'm trying to be as open-minded as i can i've just i have history here so i don't i don't even want to go down these streets these tory lane streets <sighs> And get entangled. I don't even need this kind of tanglement. Tangle, tangle. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, give me a beret. No. Mm-mm. Go get you a fresh and new. There is plenty. I don't care what people say. There is so much out here. You can find it. We in quarantine, so people got, you can be online all day. There's no reason yep. why you got to go for sloppy seconds. Yep. Can I go? For real. So I think... <laughs> You know, I think, you know, your your relationship is more, but, and it might be the situation where she goes to the homegirl, and homegirl's like, I don't care. I, I mean. Now, ho, now, ho. But, but who really says that it means it? Hold up. <laughs> Slow down, ho. Now. <laughs> Stay in line, ho. <laughs> first of all, first, first of all, use a lying trick because you know good and well. <laughs> And 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 he's down, of course. Okay, so technically y'all been talking about it. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they right. already right. So as far as I'm concerned, if she's really your rider, no dude should be able to feel like I can fuck her and all the homies. Like that, he should not feel I'm that. Nah, right. like he should, he should he should no. That's her homie right there. Like she wouldn't. Just the same way, if my man leaves me with his homeboy, good looking or not, he should know. You know, homeboy should know. Like. There should be some confidence, like, nah, she ain't like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the mm-hmm. homie. There should be, you have to have some confidence in the people around you. So, again, again if she's the type of friend where they have that, because I know um, some girlfriends where, you know, they, they, like, share dudes. Like, I remember, like, back in the day, yeah. like, oh, girl, please. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he, oh, girl, please. Like, 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 let him eat it, girl. Like, so what? Like, mm-hmm. you know? Like, oh, yeah, you know? And, oh, oh, please, I ain't thinking about him. Something like that. Okay, fine. However, if you're looking at two years ago, he was an ex, and now he's trying to slang it. You mean to tell me of all the dick in the world, you got to you got to on that one? Like, come on now! Like, it's it's not it's not that. So it's really, as far as I'm concerned, I, my attitude is I'm not doing that bad out here. Like, I'm not doing that bad out here, and I'm gonna give him that look too. Like, fuck out of here. That's just me because that's my homegirl. Like, we're not doing that. And the funny thing is, for those of you who don't know, me and Sean, we're sisters. We have other sisters. And I will tell you this mm-hmm. from the door. All my sisters are beautiful. And growing up in a small town, okay, we all have somewhat of the same face. <laughs> and, you know, my mother, she was bad too, all right? And I'm just trying to tell you. And, it, you know, there's no, 
there's no room, number one, for me to be full of myself, you know, number one. Number two, it was almost very common that we came across some of the same guys. Oh, shoot. I know that, you know, and then that's just the deal breaker right there. Like, oh, okay. So, you know, there's no confidence. And I was trying to holler at your sister. I was dating your sister and now I'm getting with you. Like, that's not happening. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I have the same sister code for, you know, my best friends are like my sisters. Like, nah. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there was this guy some years ago and my best friend, like, I forget, like we all went out, I'm talking like high school and I saw him and I had to call her like, Hey, like this dude called me and wants to take me out. But I just want to make sure, like, I know it was high school, but y'all didn't do anything. She was like, Oh girl, please. I was just taking one for the team. We all just went out. Mm-hmm. And even that I was just like making sure like, Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. Like, cause, cause we don't, we don't go there. Yeah. Like, we don't go there. So again, if she's your rider, then it's not even a question, but obviously, you know, you don't, I don't, mm-mm. I don't, I don't cross those lines. Yeah. I, I would just wouldn't do it up behind the back. And I, the last time I think this like happened to me, I was in the situation was probably in high school and, um, a friend of mine, you know, I, I had, I had dated the guy and actually I like, I had, we, you know, we had a, it was a pretty serious relationship and I, you know, broken up was an amicable split and she might've came to me like a year or two later, maybe two years later, like, you know, I guess they were kind of talking and how did I feel about it? And I respect her to this day for even bringing it up. Cause by that time I was like, Oh girl, I like, I was, I was in a long term. I was in another relationship. I don't even care, but at least she said something. Cause I would have, even then I would have hated to like, yes, I don't, I don't date him no more, but that girl, I didn't told you everything about him. Like at least say something. So I res- I respected her because she did bring it up before they even jumped off into any type of relationship. That was cool. But don't be doing it behind my back. Right. Well, I don't care if I did, if he, if he is old news. Right. I mean, I think, do you think guys are a little more willing to let go of an ex like if a guy, you know, one of their friends come to them, like, oh, are you still dealing with, you know, whatever her name is? Like, I saw her recently and I kind of want to take her out. Is that okay with you? Do you think guys, like how do guys- I think they have those conversations though. You know, like there's the there's the girl, I think, man code. And we, we gotta, well, we're going to have um, uh, comedian TK Kirkland on next week. So we can ask this question because I'm I thinking there's that. a man code where there's certain females that do just know she's off limits. And then there's others like- Oh, you could hit. Oh, she like, fucked the mean, homies. Remember, yeah. dude, she fucked the homies. Okay. Now, you know, like, I mean, right. Like, there's there's the one you know, like, man, you could pass her like a split, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Hit that verse. Go you know ahead. what I mean? You can bars. Or, or like, nah, nah, you know, you don't even have to ask because she, she off limits. Yes. There's an off limits. Like, you know, she had my heart. Like, is that one? You know, she had my heart. Okay. Okay. I think, but you know, we, we'll ask a man and kind of see, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, leave it alone. Get, get something else. Like you don't want him to confidently say like I had, I dated your girl and I, and I effed your home girl. Like that's like, why would you give a dude? Why would you give him that much? Like, but then the term, the term fuck boy is a thing though. Yeah. Especially so, today. Right. So sometimes women be looking like, I mean, for all you know, Jada might share August. She might be like, you know what? Like have him. He was good girl. Like he was a good time. Like, go ahead. Open it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so are we saying, I think you and I are on kind of like the same accord. Like, girl, no, no, bad no. idea. What should you do? Preserve your friendship and be a real friend. Honor the friendship. Because even if your girl says, oh, girl, so what? 
No. It's a little, it might be a little, yeah, a little might be a little something like, mm, I don't know. Mm-mm. And you're flirting with, she's already flirting with him too. So like when you say I'm trying to stick to hashtag girl code, why is it so hard? Like, why is that so hard? That's the question. You know what I mean? Like, why are you trying? And again, maybe because I have sisters, I grew up with, you know, a whole bunch of beauty and I saw, you know, my own little boyfriends come over and they were happy to be at the house and they bought their friends and it was a lot to see. And I get it, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were a mess. <laughs> Let me tell you, that house was like, I remember one of my little boyfriends was like, I mean, I, if, if, can I bring, can I bring my friend with me? He was trying to bring all his boys. And I was like, what's the big deal? He was like, because I mean, and he named all of my sisters and he named all their friends. And he was like, and everybody's going to be there. And I was like, really? Like, I had no idea. Like, and then you had your mother bouncing up the stairs in her little Sergio Valentes. <laughs> I had to put it all together. Her Vidal Sassoon's. Yeah. Okay, she had her Sergio's and her fresh doobie and was buying. I was like, I didn't even know my mom had a fat ass until one of my homeboys told me, like, yo, <laughs> your mom's. I was like, what? I didn't get it. It was like, Man, my I used house, to hate that. Oh my gosh. My house uh-huh. was the, the, yeah, that was the house. Like, you know, it was, it was popping over there. I didn't know that was the place to be. So. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So Can you imagine that? Like, you got a body like a little boy. I had a body like a boy, and my mom walks by, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you like my mom's jeans? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. okay, trying to like push up your training bra, then your sister walks by all developed. Like, all all decupped it out. Come <laughs> on here going on here you know oh man going on so you know but do we expect them to all break the girl code no like no that's not happening you weren't confident enough to be like you know i can have everybody no stop it stop it i agree i agree all right yeah girl leave him alone girl the ball's in your court he's let know this he will always offer you the d hands down he's always gonna offer the d but know that the ball's in your court Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. All right. That was good. Drop the gavel. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Drop the mic. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We are now at. That's my jam. That's, That's my, my jam. jam. That's, That's my jam. jam. Okay, this week is my jam. So, and I know. See, a lot of these, like, I, I be knowing they your jam too because mm-hmm. there's a certain. There was a certain era that we shared. Remember, like New York, 1999. 1998, 2000, around that time. It was a good old time. I always, I always, that was an era. It was such a good old time. So I'm going to take y'all back to 1999 to Down Bottom off the Rough Riders Ride or Die Volume 1, the song featuring DMX. Actually, was it, it wasn't even DMX. It was Drag On and Cash Money oh. M- Millionaires Juvenile over oh. at Swiss Beats. Oh. Instrumental. I'm just doing do you remember, I know you remember this because there was that was like the summer now. You remember this was like I was I was really into motorcycles. I had a, a Suzuki Jixa six hundred my life was on that bike. My life you know, remember I like the whole thing like I had a boyfriend at the time who all he wanted to do was ride his motorcycle. So 
I was like, I'm going to show you. And I went and learned how to ride. And I just, it became my thing. And then that was the time, like, it was a, it was the Rough Riders was real big. So, you know, riding with the Rough Riders. Oh, man. And this song came out and Dragon had that, he was rapping really, really fast. Uh-huh. And it just, the, the beats was just Oh my goodness! Me and my niggas done lick shots, even done hit cops. Lick the pop. And you're full of it. And what's so? It's so crazy because Dragon has such. He's had such a nice flow. He never really, you know, his career never really like took off like I thought it should have. But he, nevertheless, he really he just bodied this track all over it. So, and then Juvenile came on and that was like, you know, it was like cash money and, you know, Juvenile has a flow that's real, like, he has an old man flow to me, like yeah. old nasty old man flow. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's taking his time. He's taking his time. Here Juvenile's a head now. I'm tired of you saying that you mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm. I know I know I'm gonna stop and then you had Swiss Beats and you know his his beats was always like that to me like it was it was so New York like when it came out it was because it was loud it was uh you know remember the, the three-wheelers it was motorcycles you know they was on the west side highway remember rider man had some great times and this was a time if you I know you remember this was a time when we were when we were just going on all these dates and like mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch, and dinner dates every day. That's how we ate. I'll meet you at the South Street Seaport. All right. I'll meet you back in front of Wooly Burgers. All right. Meet you out <laughs> in front of Shark Bar. Okay. I'll meet you back. Oh, man. It was a good time. I had no business being in a lot of these. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I don't even think I had a cell phone. I might have had a beeper. Like, beat me. Beat me when you're ready. I'll come pick you up. Oh, no. No, there, I think. Was there, there was like, like a flip cell phone. There was the oh, phone. yeah, yeah. I had a Star Attack. I had a Star Attack. Yes, yes. So this song just is so reminiscent of that time. Like, man, we had such a good time. And it was just like, it was, it was like a party time. every day. It was the time to be in that area. To be in that New York, Jersey area. Like, we were in the mecca of like where hip hop music was like for that time. Like it was, it, just, was, it was everything. everything Cause it was, it was right bad there. boy. You mm-hmm. had um, rough riders, mm-hmm. you know, then cash money was doing their thing too down South. So it was the time for hip hop was just, it was a, it was such an era, man. I, I mm. <laughs> you can't forget Biggie, Jay-Z and Oz. Like it was I just could tell like, some stories. The tunnel, funk master flex. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good time. So yeah, so down bottom, Rough Riders, mm-hmm. Drag mm-hmm. On, and, and Juvenile. Took me back. I'm gonna be 74, still singing that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Nana. Check what the bullet did. Miss Sue's gonna hit you, rip you, shoot to the rob because I missed you. Ooh. I can't. He's just rapping fast. I love that. Okay. Ooh, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So now we are at supporting our black businesses. As you all know, we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities by supporting products and services made for us by us. You know what it is. So today we are tapping, I should tapping our hats. We are giving, we are giving it up. Tangling our hats. Okay. 
to a uh, big jerk, uh, Norris Mullings. Uh, he is Jamaican born. He is the chef, also known as Big Jerk. He started uh, chasing his culinary dream in 2016. He has a catering business, and basically, he has a marinade, and it is off the hook. I'm hearing about it. There's four different marinades, and I'm all in. I'm trying to get it. Okay, so this is Big Jerk. Um, he's out in ATL, the DMV. This man created his own sauce. He said he was tired of seeing so many, you know, white-owned labels. He needs to come up with his own. For All real. Right. How you like that, apples? Can we just add that he is six foot nine, y'all? Drop some mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the the big jerk. Okay, that's what it is. The big jerk. All right, so you can catch him at www.bigjerkshop.com and also on IG at Big Jerk Wings. Love it. Love it. Well, we've come to the end. We get here so fast, but you know, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. We're also on Pandora and Spotify. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod or on Facebook at That's What I'm Saying. And Shatara, what else do they need to know? Email us your comments or questions, especially for the weekend D at that's what I'm saying podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from y'all. Talk to us. Thank you, y'all. Until next time. Thank you.